Shout out to the God Turk. Supreme Clientele Radio. Ah. Diablo, SR the General. Full blast to beat God. Graph, chant. Yeah, graph, chant. Ah. Graph, chant. Yeah, graph, chant. Ah. Shout out the graph champs. 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 Welcome, welcome, welcome. Tune in the graph champs. We appreciate the love and support. For all the graph camps, the most amazing and iconic artists out here smashing it from the train yards to the rooftops to the storefronts, highways catching wreck. As saw the general, he be going crazy, bro, from his Instagram account, Supreme Clientel Radio. Interviewing all the icons, the ones that led the way, salute to all the fallen legends, the ones that set the stage. Ah, moment of silence, let us remember those. Whether they family or they were friend or foe. Ah, pay them a love them, let's show them some respect Major contribution in hip-hop, graph chancer to the death Ready and willing, never scared to fry Never Chancing the odds of getting up, prepared to rise Super talented vandals, never scared to die Let's show them love while they breathing Go ahead and share the life, share the life. So tell a friend to go and tell a friend Interviews are dope from the start up to the end To the end Let's show him love and call it glory time Repost his post on your post Share his post up on your storyline Ah We grab champs We out Yo, yo, yo Yo What up Yo, Craig Yo, before anything, bro, I just, I want to salute you and thank you for taking time out your busy schedule to fuck with Graph Champs, bro. Thank you, bro. Yeah, we go back, my G. You already know, but, um, shit, I'm a little under the weather, but I'm good. Having old man problems. I got to Yo, man. <laughs> Yo, man, sorry about that, man. I hope yeah. you, uh, you said on the 8th. On the 7th, yeah, they're going to take care of the shit, so. I've been dealing with some pain, but, you know, I'm, I'm thugging it out. It's good, though. Yo, man, that's that grown man problems, yo. We, we we about to fucking go through. Yo, there's grown man problems, right, Craig? A lot of these niggas don't know about yeah. that shit yet. Where your knees make noise when you get up and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, 50, that's a fact. I'm 50 years yo. old, so, you know. You're 50 yo. years deep, Thank nigga. the most high I'm still here, man, you know? Thank the most Hi, bro. So, yo, in Graph Champs fashion, we start from the beginning, and we're just going to start right from the beginning. Bro. How did you even get into rap? Well, I mean, you know, I'm from Queensbridge, and, you know, they had the park jams and the bridge, and my older brothers was in a rap group, and, um, you know, I used to mimic them. I was probably like six, seven years old, and um, they did a house party for my sister and one of them got on the mic not even my brother one of the dudes in the crew they was in got on the mic and like the whole house was going crazy and i was like yo that looks like something i'd like to do and you know that's how i started i was like a kid i was like a super young kid you know what i mean so uh, how was it growing up in Queensbridge, especially at that time with so much fucking talent and so much mega power coming out of Queensbridge? Well, you know, I'm from the early batch, so the talent we saw was the dudes that didn't even make records, you know what I'm saying? They were just the neighborhood legends, you know what I'm saying? Um, the 
Sunshine Boys and like these old school groups, man. And they were just killing it in the hood. And like the um the recenter in Queensbridge was like Latin quarter stuff. So if you got the rap there, or you got the rap when like dudes were DJing in the park, then you was the man. You know what I'm saying? And it's funny because I started getting a little name even that young, like 10, 11 years old. And they would let me get the mic early. But that wasn't like the prime time slot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was the dude that was testing the mic, basically. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, man, it's, it's been in my blood forever, man. Like, um, you know, Molly lived in my building. And you'd hear him from my window. I used to hear him DJ. And... You know, I'm from the era where, like, all the dopest hip-hop radio shows came on at the artist hours, like, Tuesday at 1 in the morning. And I'm supposed to be getting up for school, and I'm on the house phone, whispering into the phone, requesting records, talking about, yo, all y'all live in my building. Can I hear Fresh by the Fresh 3 MCs? And, you know, it's just always been in me, man. It's always been in me. It's always been there. So so how um so eventually you you ran into Marley and what he saw he 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 saw something in you well, how did that how did that mixture happen uh, you know living in the projects everybody know what's up they actually came to Marley about me and then when the idea of making my first record when I was twelve which was shout rap came up he just came downstairs and knocked on my door and was like yo um they got this idea for a song let's go to the studio and the crazy thing is is um I didn't know how to make a song. I went to the studio and I rhymed like five minutes straight. And MC Shan had to help me take the rhyme and break it down in the verses. Like he kind of taught the song structure. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And you know, I think I got $150 for that record. I bought me a pair of ballets or something. But you know, this was 85. And I was a kid. I just wanted to hear myself on the radio. And um, it's crazy because. The song was called Shout Rap, which was Shout by Tears for Fears. And that song, even though it was a pop song, was huge in the in the black neighborhoods and the black stations. So they played it all the time. And then somebody at one of the stations just did this whole mix with both of them. And it was on the radio all day, every day. I'm in the seventh grade. Like, wow, I'm on the radio this much. But I couldn't really do shows because my mom's wasn't having it. She wasn't really, you know. So, but, but um, you was rapping, and she knew you had like, like people, like, like knew you had talent and shit. She heard it on the radio, but <clears throat> that doesn't matter. At twelve years old, you're not going to a club on a Wednesday night at twelve in the morning. <laughs> That's a fact. That's not happening. <laughs> and my mom, my mom's was a um, she was the director of a nursery school, so I wasn't missing school for no, as they called it, bebop, bebop music. You know what I'm saying? So that wasn't happening. That's why, like, um, you know, I was down with the Juice Crew technically before G Rap, Kane, Biz, all of them. If you listen to the bridge and you hear Shan say, He is the man who is known as Craig, the newest man, that was about me. But the reason I wasn't around. And at a lot of the shows and the flicks and all of that, I was home. I was a kid. Too young. Wow. I was, <laughs> I was not. There was no hanging out like that. You know what I'm saying? I had to be in school. Shout out to 125. They kicked me out of there. 
<laughs> so 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 what so how what age was you when you did the symphony? What was you fifteen? Yeah, I was fifteen. I was actually fourteen when I recorded it. Yeah, you know, <sighs> fourteen years old on one of the most iconic records to date, bro. Like everybody you know, knows all the verses today. You know that's the crazy thing about it too. Like you know when you see the debates like who had the best verse and Kane and G-Rap and all of that I felt like as a kid I held my own but I was a kid you know what I'm saying again it wasn't really about no competition like that so you know what I'm saying yo but let me get an autograph for you and my grandma yo son come on son that verse right there everybody knows that your so called spot will be taken I'm taking over like a like a greedy yo that was bars for for a young nigga especially back then in that um uh the way rap was back then well, shout out to Marvel cause I read a lot I read a lot of comics and shit so that was kind of dope we got my vocabulary up you know what I'm saying like you would read like Secret Wars and they say some shit and I'd go to the dictionary and look it up. You know what I'm saying? Like I was always um I was always like ahead in reading and in English, even in the citywide test, because I like to read. So, you know, I, I actually sounded older than I did. So so what about being around like Kane and G-Rap and all of them? Was that like, how was that on you? Well, like I said, I mean, to be honest with you, um, I I was around them only occasionally early on because I wasn't old enough. <clears throat> you know, Kane would sometimes, Kane would sometimes bring me out on shows on the weekends, but sometimes some, like my brother had to go with me or my cousin had to go with me. Somebody older had to come with me. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Armand Thug. He know. He know. He lived on my block. You know what I'm saying? He knew. Um, I was I was like on the radio and all of that, but most of the time I was on the block playing basketball. I couldn't go to them shows like that. Only time I was really with them a lot was in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Until like around 16, 17, it wasn't like I was out with them all the time. Like I I I, with Biz, Biz was always in the bridge. Rest in peace to Biz. He was always in the bridge during that time. So he, he was like one of the dudes that was out there. So. Yo, Biz Markey, man. Rest in peace, bro. That show I had his records when I was young. Yo, that was, you couldn't fuck with Biz Markey to me. So that nigga was the man. Yeah. You know, like, like you know, it's crazy because... <clears throat> Even being from the bridge, you know, it was all type of shit going on. You know what I'm saying? But I was known in the hood as the dude that could rhyme. And the crazy thing is, like, the goons wouldn't want us, want dudes like me on the block. They wasn't trying to hear that shit. They was like, yo, you can't be, you can't be over here, man. Go to the studio or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, my brothers in the knuckleheads. I was always known as an MC in the hood. I'd battle anybody on the block. It was always, you know, it was always something crazy like that. But, you know, yeah, I was also a beatbox and shit. Like, I, 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 I engulfed everything with hip-hop, even graffiti, but my tags suck. <laughs> I wasn't good. Yeah. My joint was tag 86. I still sign that in people's books to be funny, but... It, I sucked at graffiti. I sucked. I, I wasn't that good. But I used to pop lock. We had a crew called Twice as Nice. 
You know what I'm saying? But, like, I used to DJ, too. Like, you know, I know how to DJ a little bit, but when it came to graph, I, 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 I was trash. <laughs> when you when you turned 17, 18, that you got to, like, go out more and spread your wings and shit, what was the first project you did? Um, When I was 17, we did the Kingpin album, which I hated. You know what I'm saying? Like, With who? Um, it was kind of crazy because... It was like Christmas, and I'm like 16, and Molly comes to my crib, and he's like, yo, um, I got $40,000 for you. I'm like, huh? He's like, yo, we're going to sign to Atlantic. And I was too young to sign. I had to, um, I had to go to court and sign up for college just to get half of my advance at 17. But when we did Nat That's More Life, when we did um, The Kingpin, you know, I got signed to Atlantic because I made a hip house record. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I made a hip house record. And this is back when you went to the club. They didn't just play hip hop. They played a combination. Of house was dope. Like the early house was dope. So I did a joint. I did a joint called Turn This House Into a Home. And the A&R at Atlantic was also a big house DJ, Merlin Bob. So I got signed on the string for that. Now I'm 16 years old and they're like, Yo, we need a couple of more hip house joints in the end. I'm like, okay, whatever. Man. I'm like, all right. We rushed that whole project, and I could not stand the King Connect. There was a couple of joints on there, but I hated, hated, hated that album. Hated it. Actually, I hated it so much. The second album was called "Now That's More Like It." Mmm. That that's that's, that's yeah. Jules body right there. Yeah. Wow. What's what's your favorite body of work? Uh, my last project, the Fragile Ego. That's probably my favorite project. Like, like for real, for real. It was an EP. Um, it was top twenty on iTunes. You should pick it up if you if you if you want to hear who I am as a person. Who I've always been. I've always been a little weird. <laughs> I've always been kind of like a loner, you know. I don't know if um, my man Mom Thug is still in there, but I would walk around Queensbridge rhyming to myself. People thought I was crazy. I'd be walking around the block like, like I was all, all the way in. So I was a little antisocial, which I, I'm trying to work on. You know what I'm saying? But um, the fragile ego is really about. Um, just life in general, man. I'm telling you, like, that's my favorite project for real. I think it's my best body of work. Only problem I would say what it was, I should have did more songs on it. But I felt like I got the message across, like, in uh, seven songs. I was like, okay, bet. That's it. So so it was seven songs deep? Yeah. You can get it on iTunes right now. Hold on a second. I'm going to play my clip. <laughs> No doubt. <clears throat> um. So now, after the uh, you start putting shit out and shit. Um. So, what about what about Monte and um Roxanne Sean? Yo, that was the one of the first yo I had fucking all her records too when I was mad young, my nigga. Well, you know, she's the she's the mother of the juice crew. She's the mother. She's the mother of a juice crew. You know what I'm saying? She's the mother. So, hold on a second, yo. It's not a cigarette. It's not a cigarette. Yeah, my bad. 
My bad. Yeah, nah. I'm doing something. I'm doing something. Yeah. My bad. I remember Mr. My Mr. Magic. So, yo, Rap attack Mr. Magic, nigga, with runaway. Let me finish what I was saying what I was saying about Shantae. She is the mother yeah, yeah. of the juice crew. Like, without her, we wouldn't have had the, the, the strength to form it like we did. Like, Roxanne's revenge um, was so big. Like, she would bring us out the shows with her, and she didn't have to do that. So, but again, I couldn't go to all the shows, man. I wasn't old enough. You know what I mean? I wasn't old enough. Yo, that whole Roxanne's a man, Roxanne's revenge, Roxanne back and forth shit, that shit was fire, my nigga. I had all the records. I was like fucking like literally like nine or ten years old or some shit. That's a, that's a moment of history in the culture, yo. And, and a lot of people don't know that besides that, Shantae was an ill battle rapper. Like, she was in the new music seminar battles back then. So, you know, she was ill not just with answer records. She she was an ill freestyle MC, too. So. KRS sounded like a whack radio station. Come on, son. So, yeah. Yo, so I seen you in the verses, right? You did the you did you did the 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 a symphony with yeah. Kane, sir. So how, how how was that? That should must how did that feel? That was dope. I mean, G Rap couldn't make it for for reasons, you know. He had his reasons he couldn't make it, but that was like the third time I actually got the rock at Barclays Center. So anytime you get the rock at a packed arena, you know somebody from my background, it meant a lot. So you know what I mean. What what about um KRS One? What do do you know him? Is he cool? You cool with him? Chris has always been cool. Chris is all. It was never personal. You know, Chris would tell you they wanted to get down with the Juice Crew, and the whole reason it went down with that is because Magic dissed him. Rest in peace to Mister Magic. But that's how Magic was. Magic ain't like you. You know immediately. He'll tell you. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> He, they went up there to do some, and Magic kind of dissed them, and then you know, instead of moping about it and acting like it was the end of the world, these dudes went and created their own movement. You got to respect that. But like Chris has always been cool. I mean, if you if you see the verses, you got to remember what he said as we were leaving the stage. So what, what did he say? What did he, he say? Like, what did yo, he say? Don't sleep on Craig G. He needs 45 minutes by himself, for real. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So niggas be niggas already know about you, Craig. Said I seen you rock many parties, jump off the stage and just start freestyling and killing everything, my nigga. What about Supernat? When you battle Supernat cool. Super cool, like you know, that was another moment in time, but it wasn't nothing personal. I still speak to him. I think he's in Dubai right now, actually. I think wow. he's doing a party out there or something, but like it was nothing personal. It was just a situation where, you know, he called me out and I was there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Was that shit? Was that shit like, oh shit? Because you know, Supernat is Supernat. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to the freestyle, I ain't fear. I don't, I don't and didn't fear anybody. You know what I'm saying? And the way I move, you know, I don't really do interviews. I don't really got much to say. So it's hard for you. You might have heard some shit about me. That don't necessarily mean it's true, but 
I usually know more about a motherfucker than they know about me. <laughs> nah, son. Yeah. What about what about going? Like, did you ever um like go? I know you must have went on tour and and fucking you know with all these niggas you know performing all the the juice crew shit. We did that and um we did that for the first time like a few years ago. We haven't a word? We didn't really do it before that, but yeah, we did it for the first time a few years ago. And then some of us went to Europe. Not all of us came, but you know we're all spread out too. You gotta understand. Everybody live in a different state. Like I'm still in New York. Ace is still in the area, but and Shantae, I think. But everybody yeah, and Molly, but everybody else live in other parts of the world now. So it's kind of hard to get this shit together like that. But you know. And then also when you add in um, eight, nine motherfuckers, it makes it a little weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of logistics involved. So I feel you. Yo, salute to Master Ace. I I, I interviewed him on, on Graph Champs also, bro. That nigga's, you know what I'm saying? The goods, bro. Ace was nice with the graffiti. He was kind of <clears throat> nice. But, like, me and, me and Ace used to hang out mad real, real tough. Like, I'm the reason he's on the symphony. He was my ride to the studio when we was recording it that day. He says it in many interviews, too. Because me and him used to hang out. Like, I used to stay at his crib, you know. We was chasing girls and all type of shit back then when I was, like, 17, 18. And, you know, we hung out a lot. So, Ace is my man. We got a lot of joints together, too. He was on the Fragile Ego, too. So... Yeah, what's the the name of the last song, bro? What's the name of it? The name of the last song on that? Oh, the fragile on that yeah. on that. Oh, yeah. Well, I apologize. No, it's called I my apologize. bad. Actually, my bad. It's called my bad. Yeah. Is that is that the one featuring um Ace? No, Ace joint is the title cut, the Fragile Ego. Yeah. Because I heard that shit. Yeah. I heard that shit. Salute, salute to that shit. Y'all, everybody go cop that shit. Hell yeah. You said it's on it's on all Spotify and all that shit, right? Everywhere, but fuck it. Buy it from iTunes, man. Stop streaming my shit. <laughs> Yo, I got to ask the hard questions now, Craig, bro. Who's the, nicest, who's the nicest nigga in the Juice Crew? Um, G-Rap. Ooh. But, I mean, listen, listen, you got to understand something, man. It's all relative. You know what I'm saying? Me, I like bars. I like, you know, intricate rhyme schemes. And Kane has that, but Kane could have the edge because Kane knew how to do the mainstream stuff, too. I mean, but I just like a certain type of shit. That's my stubbornness, so I pick G-Rap. G-Rap is that street gutter shit, my nigga. G rap is that nigga, son. All right, so what about this? Who's your t- who's your top five or your top ten favorite MCs of all time? From Craig I G's top list, five, man. I hate lists, man. But I, I'm a dude. I'm, 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 like I'm not going. I'm not going to explain them. I'm just going to lay out yeah. to you because it's really just my personal preference, and it's not not even in no particular order, but. You know, I like Kumo D, Kane, Rakim, Chris, G-Rap. Um, Run was like the greatest dude on earth to me. Um, Pasta News from De La Soul. 
I used to get into arguments over that. Like one of my favorite MCs. Uh, how many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. So, who else? Um, Pharrell March. You know, um, that first organized confusion album was nuts. Um, Black Thought. Black Thought. He's and, in a lot of people's list. Um, who else? I'm missing one. Give me a second. Um, um, let's think here. I would say, um, I want to put a West Coast dude in there. DLC, Dallas. DLC, DLC might have been one of the illest dudes that's so ahead of his time if it didn't go left with him with the accident. You know what I'm saying? He might have been like, like big status type shit. You know what I'm saying? So, but DLC, see, what about? See, I could have been Biggie, Pac, and all, but I'm, I, I'm an MC, MC, so it's different. You know what I'm saying? So, so you, so you're saying that Biggie is not an MC. You're saying he's just a rapper? No, I'm saying that those dudes get named all the time, but they're dudes that were probably nicer than Big. Don't get me wrong, Big was nice. That never get mentioned. So, yep. what about Slick Rick? You like Slick Rick? Slick Rick is one of the greatest artists and storytellers and all of that. I never really heard him like with the bars, bars like that. But again, that's just my preference. So, you know what I mean? So, so what about the illest flow? Who had the illest flow ever? Uh, I really, like I said, man. Flow ain't important to me. I like the acrobatic shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, where a nigga could break a flow up and fall back on beat. Like, again, man, I'm different, man. I'm not, you know, my thought process is totally different. So, kind of weird. You can't what? really, you can't really pinpoint it. And I said rock him. <laughs> yeah, you said rock him. Um, um, what about battle, like battle rap? Lyrics of Fury, like Jesus Christ. Come on, man. That was like, that was like acrobatics. You know what I'm saying? I said, I said, Rakim. <laughs> um, Yo, you so, hey, man. That, um, I, I forgot what I just said, but I got, I got the next question for you. What about fucking, did you ever, did you ever come across like, um, Nas or any of them? Like the, the olden dudes? Um, Nas, you know, like Nas lived across the street from me. He hung out with my boy. So, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't really like, like in Queensbridge, everybody hung on their own block. So we were cool with each other, but we didn't hang out together. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so in that Nas and Mob Deep era, when all of that stuff was going on and everything, y'all was still all in the bridge? I, I was, I was just moving out the bridge. You know what I'm saying? I was kind of moving out the bridge, so it wasn't really like I was out there during that time. I helped my mom's buy a house, and I was out in Queens Village, and I was on the road a lot. Like, that's when I first started going overseas, and I was out there a lot, so I was hardly ever around. So, and then, you know, they was like a year or two younger than me, too, but again, 
I hung out with like in Queensbridge for a minute. Everybody hung on the same block. Whoever was from 12th Street hung out with dudes on 12th Street. Whoever was from Vernon hung out with dudes on Vernon. So that's how I was. And yeah, so in the early 90s. So before I, everybody I, I, met I, I, on the hill. That's why everybody hung out together on the hill. Unless it was like a basketball game on 10th Street that everybody went to. But it was either the hill or the park was the congregating spot. You know what I mean? Tell me about one of the craziest times since you say they they, they did the, the park jams and all of that. And, and niggas used to rap, blow it up, all that shit. Dude, tell me one about like a crazy ill battle or something that happened. Again, again, during those times, I was out there early and when it got dark, it was done. I had to go home. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, Damn. I again, I, I couldn't be out late. I was a kid, man. That's what a lot of people don't understand. You know what I'm saying? I named one of my albums Ramblings of an Angry Old Man as a joke. Which was because people thought I was older than I actually am. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, my moms and they were strict. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get the hang out late like that, you know what I'm saying? Unless, like, I was supervised. So, yeah. But what, so, what, is your, what, is, what is your favorite accolade that, that you think, you know, that you, that you accomplished with hip-hop? Your favorite accolade? The fact that some people still rock with me after all this time, but I don't really care about accolades. I do it because I love it. You know what I'm saying? I love to do it. This is what I did. This is what probably kept me out of a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? It probably kept, because I know for a fact I would have been in the middle of it, because all my friends were. And music kept me out of a lot of shit. So, you know, I don't really care about the accolades, like, publicly. You know what I'm saying? I just, like, longevity is the best accolade. That's a gem right there. Whether it's good longevity or bad longevity. I mean, I'm kind of a jerk, so I like the bad longevity. We be like, damn, he's still here. Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, Yo. yeah. I went and made what, myself a plate and sat down. <laughs> but what? What about battle rap? You um, like the smack and all that shit. You like watching that shit? Did you ever watch that or pay attention to that? I mean, not really, not really. Because only reason because is because, like, when we battled. You know what I'm saying? There was no preparation. On site. There was no preparation. So for me, from the aspect of battling I come from, like, it would have been uh, a handicap if I knew I was battling a dude three weeks before or a month before. That's like shooting fish in the barrel for me. (laughs) I'm not saying that these dudes ain't nice, and I'm not saying that the scene ain't dope. It's just that um, really wasn't for me. Um, there's one dude that be freestyling a lot. DNA is dope. He be yeah, adding he elements to the freestyling. You can tell. So yeah. Um, you remember? You remember when we went? So Jack battled Nems. You remember that shit? I actually saw Nems, and I t- we talked about that for a second. Yeah. And Prospect Park. Yeah, I seen Nems. I was like, damn, yo, you came a long way, my G. So That's a fact, yo. Salute to that. Yeah, salute that. For real. Yo, that's my man. He a funny dude. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I swear I just spoke to him about that. That's funny. Yeah, I interviewed him, man, and, and we spoke about that shit too, bro. Yeah. H- have you seen Jack? Have you seen Jack? I actually spoke to him briefly a minute ago, but I ain't really see him. I've been speaking to Johnny Walker a lot. You know what I'm saying? He had a kid. He's chilling. Oh, shout out to me. Right. One always used to let me shoot videos at five points. I was being a pain in the ass up there. Good looking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, everybody, everybody doing their own thing. You know what I'm saying? We're getting older, man. So, That's right. Yeah. Word, but fucking, um, what about, what about Eight Mile? Writing, writing battle rhymes for Eight Mile. Let's that get was, into that. That was, that was kind of interesting. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, they had that, they had actors. And, you know, um, I went and did the joint, you know what I'm saying? And um, they had to fly me out there to help coach the actors. You know what I'm saying? But it was a dope experience, and I appreciated it because they handpicked me to do it. And, you know, it definitely was a stock rising situation. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate the hell out of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's at, and at that time, Eminem was like probably like the biggest fucking star in the world. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's, that shows I didn't the respect. Really hang out with him that much on the set. He was working on music, so he would come do his scenes and then go to the studio, and we'd be still shooting. So we were shooting around him a lot too. So. That's fire, bro. What, what, what's your favorite? What's your favorite fucking like? Um, what's the? Fa- do you have a favorite verse that you ever spit or a favorite song? Nah, because I can always do one better. Ain't that? It's, I, if you don't challenge yourself, then how good you gonna get? You know what I'm saying? So, that's a, yeah, that's a fact. What what about what about um rap today? Do you listen to the rappers now? Um, I listen to the ones that you know still have like the traditional sound, and a lot of them dudes ain't like like new dudes. They work. You know what I'm saying? They put in the time, like Rock Marciano. These dudes been around for a minute. You know what I'm saying? So you know the whole Griselda movement. You know. It's dudes that's dope. Like I used to, I used to just complain about, you know, all the shit I didn't like, and then I realized that there's a lot of dope underground shit. And instead of giving the shit I don't like light, I might as well big up the shit that I still like. You know what I mean? So what 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 are you listening to these days? I just said like, like you have Marcy, Griselda. That's um, so what you listening to. Um, who else? Um, Believe it or not, though, I like, like, J. Cole and Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? Because these dudes could be trying to sound like everybody else, and they're purposely doing their own thing, which is good. You know what I'm saying? But you know, to be honest with you, I don't really listen to a lot of hip-hop like that anymore because, like, it doesn't help me creatively when I'm writing my own shit. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing against them. There's nothing against the genre. I'm hip-hop to the bone. 
But when I'm in the crib, I'll be listening to eighties pop. <laughs> <laughs> or some old school rockers or some old school dance hall. You know what I'm saying? Because like for me, you don't want you don't want to be subliminally influenced by nothing. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of just try to not even really pay attention to it like that. So, and what's what's your what's your mindset like when you're trying to write a song, or, or just when it just comes to you start writing, or do you sit down and be like, ah, right, now I'm gonna concentrate? Like, well, how do you do it? I'm not telling y'all that. God damn it! That's <laughs> you want to know my KFC herbs and spices, man? Nah, B. Nah, um. I just I just let the inspiration take me from wherever and I let the beat inspire me. You know what I'm saying? So I mean that's, that's the only fact. way you could do it. So Yeah, that's dope. Well, now I, I remember when we used to be in the I see studio. it's a little dark. Hold on, let me let me go on my let me go in somewhere where it's some more light. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't want really to be I don't want really to be um I'm going in the crib now. I was on the. It's nice out. I was on the on the porch chilling, on the steps chilling. But um, yeah, nah. I don't like to be influenced by other stuff. So, I try, do you feel like that ever happened to you before? No, because I try. I definitely avoid. It. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, here we go. Boom. All right. So, so as, as, as so, then it goes by how you feel. Just like you said in your last um project, it only had seven songs. It just goes about how you feel is how the project is gonna go. That's the most honest it could be, right? I mean, it should. And when you start. Do you do you already have like um um beats like that like that you just play and you start writing to or you start writing like without the beat and then you you know what I'm saying? I like a lot of one producer projects. I I I started going back to that because you kind of get an outline of what you're going to do because you get all the beats from one person. So you know what I mean. So it sounds like a tone, a certain tone for a whole entire album. Yeah, yeah. So, dudes be like, yo, let me send you beats. And I'm like, yo, I I'm, I'm already did the project because it's one producer. I don't really kind of, you know, mix it up. Yeah, that I, I never I never looked at it like that. I guess, you know, in the 90s, we're coming up and shit, and it was all the big names. So it's like, oh, as many different producers as you could get on your shit, you know? Not, I mean, not when it came to, like, Pete Rock and C.O. Smooth or Gangstar or, you know, even Main Source. It was one cohesive thing. You know what I'm saying? So that's the school I'm kind of from just from one of the So if if the Juice Crew was going to do a versus, who you think would be a good match versus the Juice Crew? Uh, I don't even know. Yeah. Because during our era, it really wasn't no group. Like, the Hit Squad was after us. Hit, Hit Squad, Wu-Tang, that was after us. So, 
in the late 80s, early 90s, we were like the only crew. I, I would say Uptown, but I mean, it was really basically Heavy D with Uptown. <laughs> so, do you think do you think Run DMC was the best group ever? Why wouldn't they be? Why wouldn't they be? They take down the door for everything, right? I mean, would there be arena tours if it wasn't for them? Would there be sneaker sponsorships if it wasn't for them? Would it be uh, uh, covers of Rolling Stone and all that if it wasn't for them? So why would they the, the 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 Mount Rushmore by themselves? So did you? And did you ever? Did those are all facts I stated. <laughs> Did you have a did you have a rap with with, with Run? Uh, um did I rock with them? I rocked on the same show with them and that was recent too. That was a few years ago. When we did the symphony in North Carolina and um run DMC headline. But did I I rhymed with DMC before, but not with Run. I, I'm always a little star truck around Run. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. What about um LL? Did you like LL too? That nigga was the man. He was like the first Jay Z. LL, another trailblazer as far as solo MCs go. You know what I'm saying? Without him, the same accolades when the MC had, he had as a solo artist. So, you know, and and what was dope about about Run DMC. And even LL, for that matter, was, you know, a lot of dudes are like, yo, you know, uh, they make in front of the clothes, but look how they used to dress back then. But, you know, there's a science behind that. One, when Flash and them was dressing like that, that was the only way they could get in the clubs downtown. You know what I'm saying? They wasn't rocking with hip-hop. Again, I was a kid. I was a baby actually during the time, but I know about the stories firsthand. They couldn't go to those clubs. They had to dress like rock and roll dudes. Run DMC and LL were the first dudes that I saw on Soul Train, High Tracks, that looked like my cousins or my brothers because the way they dress. So, you know, if you ever look at the live aid with Run DMC, they had bands and everybody was rock. And them dudes came out with just Jay and killed it. PZ had to still get paid. <laughs> so. Yo, the nigga, the man said, I remember all of that shit when I was little. Even, um, I wanted, you know, a leather bomber. I couldn't afford a leather bomber. You know, we was broke. We was on welfare. So I stole one from the after school center. Niggas left their coats and shit. I ran out. I wanted to be <laughs> like run DMC, my nigga. I actually uh, bought a leather suit when I made my second single when I was like 14. That's what I bought with that advance. <laughs> That's at such a young age. Um, did like having you know being able to do things like that and everything. You think if it, it, it tainted you as a as a 14 year old and all of that? Nah, because. Besides being on the radio and having a couple of extra dollars, I was living regular like any other regular 
listen, my family wasn't like that where, you know, oh, you a star. I still had to take out the garbage and go to the store. And I was a kid. And this is in the early 80s when you had to be in a kid's place. You know what I'm saying? And, but you would get recognized. You would get recognized by people, though, like, oh, shit, that's, that's, that's. Nah, then there was no videos yet. That didn't mm, until the symphony. And it made me feel weird because I'm antisocial. So I couldn't understand why everybody was staring at me. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So so if let's say um the technology would have been out then with all the you do you think you still would have did it? You still would have rapped? We just wanted to be on the radio. You just wanted to hear shit on the radio. That's it. We wanted to do. That, that was that was the pin. Videos and you were cop- and Video wasn't even a thing like that. And when I, I like you know, so. But what's crazy is is that, you know, I didn't know it was national. Like, you know, MTV raps and all that, which because it was just video music box. And it was like I couldn't mm-hmm. go anywhere in New York. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it was weird. video music box. Yeah. Video video music box is damn son. I used to love that shit so much to run home from school because it starts at 3 30, my nigga. Run, run, because I don't want to miss nothing. Um, was you ever was you ever um on video music box like live with Ralph McDaniel? Yeah, I'm in the documentary. Yeah, they got a little scene of me in there. I'm in the documentary, but um, yeah, they did the live from the Apollo joint from there when we did the Juice Crew show there. They were showing that on there, so. Yeah, I was on. I got shit, but you know, like like for me, man, I'm not the big interview dude and the big, you know, front street dude. I I never was. I was always like in the background chilling. You know, I'm saying that's why I always look unapproachable. (laughs) I'm actually a nice guy if you if I get comfortable enough around you. (laughs) That's what. So what? Let me. I gotta ask you another tough question, Craig. What? So then, what's the best era of music? The eighties, the nineties. What? What's the best? What's the best? Who knows? What's your preference? What's your favorite um five years span of music? I would say. I would say eighty eight to like ninety eight. Yeah. Yeah. So that's King, but, everybody. But, but but what's dope is there was a dope era before that, but this is when like real creative whole albums were coming out. Not just singles, like entire albums. Yeah. You know I'm saying like you couldn't wait for the joint to drop and get in the car and open up the J card and start reading the credits and you couldn't wait for that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That's one thing that these kids is missing. 
go crazy this in this era, the physical copy where you could bust it open and, and see who, you know what I'm saying? See everything. It might come with the lyrics, you know, see the that pictures, yo. Like a holiday. You know what I'm saying? It was like a holiday. Like, yo, yo, that dude Gangstar coming out. Pre-roll a few blunts, take a ride, listen to the whole joint. You know what I'm saying? That's what we used to do. Take it, everybody roll their L's, and we used to analyze the album from beginning to end, every single track. Yeah. Yo, that era was, oh my God, son, it ain't like that no more. I'm stuck in the 90s and shit. I just listened to 80s and 90s shit. Uh, it's, some, it's some dope new underground stuff out, but, you know, now you got to look for it. So. Do you have, what's, what's your favorite album that to listen to, period, like, of an artist? Too many. Too many. Too many, because it depends. You got to remember that where I'm from, they had hip-hop depending on the mood. You know what I'm saying? So you might be on the train and might aggravate you. You might want to listen to some N.W.A. You might want to listen to some Tribe just because you in a mellow vibe or something. So I can't really answer that question definitively. You know what I mean? So, but give me, give me, give me a couple. What are your like that you love listening to albums? A couple. Come Again, on, just anyone. It's, it's so many, man. It's so many. <laughs> like, like, wait. The last time I was on the train, I was listening to DOC. No one could do it better. Time before that, it might have been Cuban Links. It might have been Illmatic. It might have been, you know, it it varies. So I can't give you an answer. That's not fair for me. That's not fair to them because. There's a lot of fun. So, yeah, EPMD. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then some of these people got multiple albums. You know what I'm saying? I was listening to Muddy Waters the other day. So, Ooh, right yeah. That's fire. That's that's underrated. Muddy Waters. Red, red should be, if not in my top 10, at least in the top 15. Because Red was crazy. Red was like the, like Red Fox. You know what I'm saying? It was like comedy with bars and and beats. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Bars, my nigga. Um, Red Man was always Muddy Waters. I definitely still got the CD from back in the day, all dusty somewhere over there. Yeah. And shit, do you still got? Uh, like um, old school music collection, like records or anything like that. Ever. That's probably some shit at the crib in Queens in the basement, but that shit might have been too close to the hot water heater. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Damn, son. Um, what about um performing? Um, do you have any anything coming up? Like any- June seventeenth, Atlantic City. Uh, Boardwalk Hall, we doing the um, 50th anniversary hip-hop mixtape. It's 50 artists. Um, Jazzy Jeff is DJing for everybody. Dougie Fresh is hosting it. I think the tickets is moving fast. So I just posted the flyer on my page today. So, yeah. It's going to be crazy. Nice. 
nice, bro. Um, uh, in the new era and the latest, like the newest niggas, like Lil Wayne and fucking Drake and all of them niggas, do you listen to anything like that? I mean, I, you know what? To be honest with you, Lil Wayne is a dope MC. I don't like all those music. He's a dope MC. I ain't even gonna front. Like he's he's dope. Um, I don't listen to too much Drake. Um, but don't have me throwing people under the bus, man. I, I like you know. Look, I listen to a lot of. Like I said, underground shit, B. That's just my preference. But I ain't going down to anybody else. So now, you know, what made me like Lil Wayne was when he first got down with Cash Money and all that, and then you heard him do Go DJ, and you can hear his skills kind of getting better. I like to hear improvement in artists. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he, he I ain't going to shit on Wayne. He definitely improved. Yeah, 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 yeah. He definitely. What about and, and, beats, and bro? Without the annoying voice, sometimes or the beat, some of that shit he said. If he'd have said on some boom bad beats, a lot of people would probably be like, "Oh, he's nice." So, because I do listen to the lyrics. So, yeah, that's that's to me that's the most important thing. We just had a, a, a battle on Straight Sixteen, this ba- the the battle platform against another platform. So now it's Straight Sixteen niggas doing direct sh- bars at you know at the opponent, and these dudes are just doing regular verses because they're like they they flow like on the Eminem, and they're judging the battle on flow because most of the time when they're going fast, they're not really saying bars, and we're over here like doing direct bars at them. And and it's it's crazy. We don't even know how to judge it because one is judging for bars and they're judging for flow. What do you think is the most important thing when it comes to raps? Is it the you have to be saying something, right? I mean, that's my preference, but whatever makes you comfortable. You know what I'm saying? It's always supposed to be free. You know what I'm saying? Now what 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 see that's the thing that you know I don't like about the internet arguments. You're arguing over your own preference. You know what I mean? People are arguing over what they like personally. It doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? So for me, it's lyrics, but there's a lot of dudes that got dope flow that don't be saying much that are dope that I can tolerate listening to. You know what I mean? So, but 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 would you put them on purposely like oh I want to listen to this uh if I like the song enough yeah. Yeah. I like the song long enough That's the album. yeah I want you to tell me one man you gotta tell me DJ quick tonight great song but I mean, great song. Was it like an ill rhyme? Yeah, but like Homeboy said in the comments, yeah, the delivery be fire sometimes. They be in the pocket with the song. You're like, all right, it's all right, it's all right. You know, got to loosen up a little bit, man. Not everything has to be 
you know, a lyrical miracle. I do want to be entertaining too. So that's a fact. So what, what, what you like getting older, man? And you know, <laughs> you rather freestyle when 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 you when you rocking the you know what I'm saying the mic or, no, or you rather go off rather some songs. Freestyle uh, to me is kind of pigeonholing. I could spend a whole day writing a joint where I'm talking about some real shit, and then you get on stage and they're like, "Rhyme about shoestrings," and you're like, "Don't you want to hear this song I poured my soul into?" Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I feel. You. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, you you just wrote some shit, and these niggas want you to freestyle. I feel yeah. you. It's annoying. Oh shit! So, what about any any new projects? Any new projects? Uh, probably in the fall, man. In the fall. So, you know, um, I take my time, man. I don't rush. So, I work in healthcare now. I don't. I'm. It's not urgent for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, a bar right there. So, but that's so, it. Well, you already know, huh? Do you already do you already know like the theme of your album no. like or or anything? Nah, it comes to me, man. You gotta live life. Let the real life experiences shape songs. That's how I do it, at least. That's how they used to they used to do it when the era was great. All right, bro. Yo, son, before we off this, is there anything else you want to say to the fans before we get off this? Um. I mean, thank you for still being here with me, man. You know, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I really put my life into hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Um, freestyle is always important. I'm answering the question in the comments. It's the only one I'm going to do. Because I think a fight comes on in a minute. I want to go watch this fight, man. But, um, Freestyle is always important because it sharpens your skills. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to my man Chuck. Um, other than that, like I say, yo, just thanks, man, and um, just keep checking, man. And for all the hip hop fans, um, stop, stop, start supporting the artists you love when they make new music, man, and and. You know, stop stop asking them about songs they did 30 years ago. A lot of them are still making dope music, and you should support them and check them out. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact, bro. Yes, sir. You know what it is, man. Shout so out what? to Graph Champs. You know what I'm saying? Um, you already know, man. We in the building. Appreciate you, Craig. You know you're a fucking goat. You're a legend. Our eyes, we fucking salute you, my nigga. Thank you for coming to Graph Champs and dropping jewels. Yo, Yo, Chuck, bring me a jar, man. (laughs) Yo, salute, Craig.